0: Everybody, welcome to another week. This is the live life progressive show. Since you're hoping, got Mike Marley on the line another good week. Man, what's happening? It's been good, man. I'm getting a lot of good
1: feedback from Frank Shamrock last week. That was a great episode. That was a great episode, man. Frank is such a cerebral guy, highly intelligent, yeah. and, and very well spoken. Yes. So it was, it was really interesting to talk to him about his life struggles and what he's working on now so if you haven't heard that episode folks go check out episode 176 with former ufc middleweight champion frank shamrock it was a really good episode even if you're not an mma or ufc fan i think you'll find what he has to say really interesting
0: oh yeah and definitely check out his organization as well a lot of good things happening over there man yeah it's the shamrock way shamrockway.org yeah Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff to help
1: at-risk youth so that's something that i think all of us can contribute to something that we can all support but anyway we may get into a little bit of that with our guest today he's another interesting guy but before that a couple shout outs to people that have been taking that extra step to support the show by using that coupon code lla to get the best nutrition supplements money can buy at mikemahler.com we've got gregory benson isaac wilkins thomas guthrie stephen barr adam leonez Daniel Sullivan, Travis Stull, Mark Bonner, Charles Terry, Matthew Bothwell, Dan Poole, and Matthew Dignam. They're all using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off. And make sure you check out RED. It's my real energy dominators, my adrenal support product that everyone's raving about right now. And the testosterone booster, it is on back order till March 16th, so just keep that in mind March 16th? By the time this episode, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, May 16th. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's March 16th a long 16th next year.
2: <laughs> it's
1: gonna be a year until it's back in stock. You know, that's how that's how I create some serious demand for. it. It's like, hey man, you should have bought it when you had the chance. Now you're gonna have to wait a year. <laughs> yeah, May 16th. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few days out. So anyway, you can still place an order. Just
0: keep in mind it won't ship out until May 16th. And what's going on with you, man? Yeah, same thing, man. Head over to newwarriortrain.com. And use that same coupon code, LLA, get 10% off of everything over there. And also, I want to welcome new Patreon supporters. And he actually just mentioned one of them right now. just bought uh, products from you, Adam Leonas. You know, thanks, Adam, for pledging 10 bucks and coming on board and being a Patreon supporter each month. Also to Brett Ryan. So you guys can be just like Adam and Brett by hopping over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast, become a monthly supporter of the show and help us keep the show going and growing. All right, man. So love seeing that the Patreon listenership is like building up, man. Really cool.
1: Next time someone donates 20 bucks, I'm going to send that clip from Roadhouse over. (laughs) Where <laughs> the guy, the guy was, the guy is pimping out some girl. He goes, "Hey, for twenty bucks, you can feel her breasts." Oh yeah, <laughs> like twenty bucks, you can kiss him. <laughs> I was like, "There's only one problem. I ain't got twenty bucks." <laughs> Ken Ken Blackburn, I'm sure has that clip on file somewhere. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll, just just waiting to use it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, like, I got that one. Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get him to send that over so we can send that next next time someone donates twenty bucks. Well, that'll be their reward. We send that clip. over. <laughs> <laughs> you get the clip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a great guest. He's a show favorite, and I'm sure it's going to be another interesting discussion. Steve Cotter, how you doing, man?
3: What's up, beautiful people? I'm doing awesome. How are good, you? Good,
1: man.
0: Good, man.
3: Uh, And I wasn't talking to you two guys, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Uh I would hope. hope Otherwise, this show just thought off very uncomfortable. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, fellas. How are you doing? (laughs) The reason
3: why we don't have a video podcast,
1: Steve. Sincere just reached reached for one of his guns right there.
3: (hetto) Well, that didn't take much to set him off again.
1: (mumbles) (laughs) Well, it is Texas, right? Exactly, man.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So
1: you're you're in San Diego right now. So yeah. you have a little respite before you start traveling again. You're heading off to China soon.
3: Yeah, yep. Um, that's my that's my main stomping grounds currently. Yeah, we were talking about how the the Asian market
1: is really big for you right now.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, um I don't know if it's for me or if I'm for it, you know mm-hmm. I mean? I think the market is just big and I'm, I'm stepped into it. You know, I don't, I don't take credit for the entire Asian market. I would sure, like sure. to, <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of factors, but you know, obviously economics, um, economics kind of leads things, leads development. So people are, people are eager to learn. They make very good students. They're hungry for knowledge and they're willing to pay for it. Uh, you know, and um, it's fresh. So everything's fresh there. So um, for me, like on a, on a business site doing seminars, I don't actually have to go anywhere else just right. because there's, you know, how many cities in China that have three million people? There's probably 50 <laughs> right. cities. Right. You know, so
1: well, what are people interested out there? Because obesity is, I know it's an emerging problem, but it's not a prevalent problem like it is out here. So what are what are some of the fitness interests people have there?
3: The obesity is coming. Just follow wherever there's McDonald's. Yeah, right. There's going to be obesity, but um, and wherever there's a lot of cars and office chairs. Um, Yeah. But you know, I would say um, U.S. is definitely the trendsetter in fitness. No doubt. Um, U.S. is sort of the the dominant force in terms of bringing it to the the. Fitness market. I, I believe the Russian system is superior in developing athletes, certainly. Um, but in terms of bringing it to just every Jane and Joe, U.S. rocks, and and so everyone around the world follows the U.S. trend. And so, you know, to answer your question: What are they interested in? The same thing that you know all of us were interested in ten years ago. No. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> so, you I mean, know,
1: it's like I, si- size and strength goals or overall fitness. Is there any trend you noticed that's consistent?
3: It seems like CrossFit is definitely um, popular in terms of there's a lot of gyms popping up. Um, You know, ego ego definitely, I think, is still kind of a predominant factor with the majority of people. And when I say ego, I mean people are interested in appearing a certain way. Sure. um, You know, related to the body versus, you know, my point of view. That's not my thing anymore. You know, I'm not when I was a younger man, that was my interest of, but right know, now it's for me, it's about mind. It's about health. It's about longevity. It's about vitality. However, um, you know, as far as what are most people into, you see a lot of young people, you see a yeah. lot of young. And, and again, I'm working with fitness professionals, so right. I don't usually rub elbows with the mainstream population. Right. I, I pretty much am working with the fit pros. So, um, you know, I do the Nike show every year, which gets bigger every year. And now Nike now has decided they're going to step into the fitness market, which they only are doing that. I mean, Nike's always been the king of apparel. Yeah. And now that Reebok has made big inroads, Nike decide they're going to step in. And they obviously have the capital to to be dominant. You know, it's just a matter of time. but as a
1: result so they're, they're stepping in with clothing line or supporting well, courses supporting, and information supporting app, yeah.
3: they've already had the clothing obviously and the sure. shoes but now they're getting into the fitness trade shows and fitness okay. workshops and seminars so I go every, every year in, in March they have what's called the Nike China Super Workshops and uh, basically they have classes the latest trends and it, it's mostly Chinese presenters but you do have some international presenters
0: so are they kind of and, going the route that um, Reebok has gone with, like, the UFC and also they uh, that Reebok's gone with CrossFit? Is Nike looking to go that direction now? Have you seen that? Well,
3: I, I don't think that they're following Reebok at all. I mm-hmm. think that they're number one and Reebok's not, so they don't follow anybody. But I think that they <clears> – <throat> and, and, you know, I'm not like, hey, I'm blowing smoke up Nike's butt. Don't get me wrong because I don't care about any of those companies. It's just, you know, I'm just – this is w- my observations, but, you know, Nike decided that we're getting into the fitness market because we see that there's money to be made there. They've already made their billions selling tennis shoes to everybody, right? Right, right. So this is kind of in their recent, at least in, in Asia. I can't really speak for what Nike's doing over here because even though it's the same parent company, they kind of run it as, as different entities. So, you know, Nike China, at least, um, now they're doing the workshops but this year for the first time they added trade show so they're they're getting into that market they're doing you know fitness trade shows where they have exhibiting products and then obviously they always have the apparel and then they have the education so they're merging the education with the with the equipment that's where i come in obviously is on the education side And anyway, the reason I bring that up is because what you'll see in these (coughs) courses is you'll see, you know, obviously kettlebells. And I'm the guy bringing kettlebells over there primarily. There's there's others. Um, And then you see obviously Viper and TRX and you see Bosu and all the gadgets that are, you know, in the I guess the alternative fitness or the functional fitness or the unconventional fitness, depending on what you want to call it. That world, so you see that you know it's not all machines. The machines are still around, but they're pretty much just like like us. The the difference is um, there's not so many studios yet. Like outside of Shanghai, you you'll see some in Shanghai, and it's mostly expats running those. But you know you'll have CrossFit, but by and large, it's the commercial gyms over there. It's not like Southern California where you have a, a personal training studio on every corner. Um, you'll see, you know, gold's gyms and fitness first and, and these companies, that's the bulk of the fitness scene. And so you'll seeing in these gyms, the conventional gyms and things in Asia tend to be, at least in nowadays, the buildings tend to be bigger. So their malls are bigger, their gyms are bigger, you know, and, um, You'll see all the machines and the free weights, but now you'll see these centers that are kind of whether they call it CrossFit centers or functional training zones, you know, like dedicated parts of the gym where people are doing, you know, wads and and kettlebell stuff and all that. So it's, it's not really different than here. They're catching up very quickly. And actually, they're they're poised to pass. Let's be honest about it. they're poised to yeah. to pass everybody else up. And athletically, you know, it's going to be a while. Depends on the sport. But the Chinese have shown that they're willing to devote into certain sports, and they they become the best in the world because they have the money to do it. Yeah, Olympic Olympic lifting, they do very well at. Yeah, well, they're, they're the best in the world at that yeah. now for the lighter yeah. weights. Right, the lighter right, right, right. You know, and, and that's probably going to be true about kettlebells, too, in, in five years or ten years or however long mm. it takes. So
0: so um, what is kettlebell sport looking like over there? Is it starting to really grow now?
3: Um, It, it will <laughs> be. It will be. I mean, not, not huge. There's been mm. a few small comps, but I see that it's going. But, you know, it'll never be as big as it is just kettlebells for fitness, just like it isn't here. Right. And just like it isn't anywhere because you know, be honest, like be honest, what's your objective? Are you just want to compete? Or do you want to be a world champion? Or do you just want to get in shape? Like, what's the objective? Because it's, it's cool to get together with your friends and do stuff. But, you know, like, I don't know too many sports where you have the best athletes in the world competing with, you know, Denisov, lifting next to some (laughs) grandmother. (laughs) It's cool. I mean, it's nice. I I don't have any problem with it, but it's kind of a, a unique situation. You don't see that. Like you don't see bolt racing with, you know, high school kids and stuff exactly. like that very often so yeah,
0: you're, not, you're not you're
1: not, not going to see an mma card with a tough man contest
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you
3: know I mean, so the sport will develop as kettlebells develop that's how i see it but the sport only occurs because the kettlebells are there you know they only and so for what i do i feel like i'm always staying in front of the sport not that i personally think i'm bigger or more i'm not saying that i'm saying i'm staying in front of it in the sense that for you to do the sport First, you have to have a kettlebell, and then you have to learn the basics. And then, you know, so there's several steps that people will take before they even get into kettlebell sport and then, you know, until they even get to where they're actually competitive at it. So um, I don't really follow the sport so much. I I just see that there's more people using kettlebells, and, you know, that's good. And and so I'm sure that the sport's going to continue to grow along with that. And... Uh, you know, for me, the kettlebell is just a tool. I've been doing it for a long time, but it's, you know, I don't need kettlebells to teach these people. I just give me a room, and and you know, uh, what, what, that's are your, it. what are your what are your what are your workouts look like these days? Um, I'm really dedicated. Like like my everyday thing uh-huh. is yoga, and when I say yoga, I'm not talking about just calisthenics. I'm talking about you know, really authentic yoga practice meditation mm-hmm. with the calisthenics and the breathing and um that's something that my wife and i have been doing been very dedicated um and it's incredible you know it's incredible as far as just harmonizing my body um really i've been you know messing with yoga for the past couple of years um different thing. i did some classes and my wife's got all the best DVDs that you can have. And she's been collecting DVDs for years. So <laughs> we just do it all at home. We have some, some of the best instructors that, you know, there's a lot of really good quality. Which one? Stuff. What's one of your favorites right now? Because I'm right actually, now, I'm actually
1: looking to incorporate, I'm doing a lot of powerlifting, but I'm looking to incorporate yep. some more of that kind of restoration training in my routine. We're,
3: we're personally working on um, the lady named Sean Korn. Oh yeah,
0: Sean's really room. good, man.
3: She's, she's excellent. Yeah. Um, she's very authentic. Um, we're working on our chakra chakra yoga in a sense that it's the meditations and the movements are focusing on, uh, you know, opening the chakra and cleansing the chakras. And, um, you know, that's pretty fu- foundational. Um, another very high level, excellent instructor lady named Anna Forrest.
0: Yeah. She's that She's in Houston a lot. She comes out okay. a lot. Yeah. Like one of okay, her, I think one of the main um, <clears throat> yoga studios um, that i guess she pretty much she recruits more teachers from that studio i think it's uh, it's called yoga one out here and we know the okay. owner's there but anna's like seems like she's here like every other week for a minute well, i thought incredible. she was actually from houston wow <laughs> yeah Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah but she's i mean they
0: teach her her actual style you know her her disciplines you know use this anna forest yoga is what they teach at that hot yoga studio that's the okay. one i usually go to yeah
3: yeah i'm very impressed i recently came across her stuff just a few months ago and um you know mike it depends like if you want to if you're if you're I would say if you want to supplement it with, you know, your power lifting more from a kind of a stretching and therapeutic, right, you, might exactly. look at the, um, you might look at Rodney Yee's AM, AM yoga. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with um, that. Yeah. You know, he's, um, they're all about 20 to 25 minutes and he mm-hmm. breaks it down like you have your standing poses, you have your twists, different segments. So each segment's 20 to 25 minutes. There's uh, forward bending, which obviously is going to be lower back. There's a section on hips. There's back bending. You know, so that's probably going to be very convenient with you because you can, you know, do your warm up, do whatever you're training, do your yoga after and kind of go very deep. And yeah. he's actually quite good. And I find his cueing is good. I don't like I wouldn't go to learn from him because I don't from him sense like for me, yoga is more than just stretching. And that's what I was starting to say is when I first started kind of dabbling in a couple of years ago, it was more about stretching and pain relief because I'm sitting on airplanes for many hours and back you know and just not doing the right therapies and so it starts getting tightening
1: well what do you do on planes these days you get up every hour loosen up what do you try to do
0: Oh, okay. wow, all three
1: of us are here. Amazing. Hey, what's <laughs> up, guys?
0: The, the band's back together.
1: <laughs> well, I, feel like, I feel like we didn't yeah, even have yeah. a conversation before this. It took so long. I know,
3: man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was all just sweet talk. That was just wetting the whistle. <laughs> that was, that was we better so talk tight, about man. some good shit now was <laughs> a lot of effort to do this podcast folks
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure you, <laughs> all right cool so I, th- oh, I think man. we left okay. off with what
0: do you what? yeah you were asking about for
3: flying snakes on a motherfucking plane something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh are we are we recording or what yeah, go what's on, go up, on. everybody? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, mainly I mainly I just either sleep or if there's some good movies to watch, I'll do that. Um,
1: you get up and stretch. I always found that getting up every hour, if I'm not sleeping and stretching, made a huge difference.
3: I, yeah, I do, I do a bit. Um, sometimes I'll roll. I'll, I'll get like a one uh, of those things called the uh, you know ring? one of those balls. Not not a not a lacrosse ball, but, the – Oh, okay. The What's the one, Kelly Starrett, the, the big blue one? I don't remember the name of it, but it's like a – it's a, the Kelly Starrett's mobility wad ball. It's like a big blue. I, I like that one very much. So uh, sometimes I'll bring that and just kind of sit on it and move around on it. But um, I'm not one of those guys that treats an airplane like my own private studio. You know, I know some people <laughs> have no – um, I just sit in my chair. I go, go go to the bathroom every once in a while, and just try to keep my my heart rate and my breathing calm. You know, I'm gonna be there a while, so then I'll I'll stretch out when I when I touch down or or the next day for sure because I'll be teaching. So I'll do a nice mobility and a nice premium
1: dance. premium seating is what I always found made a huge difference.
3: Yeah, yeah, like I, I won't, I
1: won't, yeah, I won't fly overseas if it's not premium seating. I just won't do it. You know, if it's not, if it's not, if I'm not making enough, or I have to decide whether to go co- couch or premium seat, <laughs> and I just won't do the course. Well, first of yeah, all, I don't, well, even, I don't, I don't teach courses all at all anymore. But when I did, you know, that was my line of thinking.
3: So they got to put minimum <laughs> five, six thousand aside to get a business class seat, and then doesn't, you know, yeah, doesn't have to, doesn't have to that. be,
1: it doesn't have to be business class, but by like premium economy, for example, on on Virgin is good. That's definitely
3: good enough. Yeah, Virgin's a Virgin's a good airline. Um. I've, right I've, I'm like a three million lifetime mile, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I, I have like permanent, not not the highest executive platinum, but I have platinum. So I usually fly almost always JAL. JAL, to my taste, is the best for, for going from here to Asia. And then, you know, in the last two years from San Diego, I can go direct from San Diego to Tokyo. And then from there, I can get anywhere from Tokyo in usually just one flight so i just usually make one connecting and what's that a 14 15 hour flight i think yeah i think going there is about 15 a little shorter coming back
1: yeah so um so so, those those 15 uh, hour uh, those 15 hour flights are brutal man australia because 10 hours in you're looking at that little countdown clock on your console (laughs) four hours (laughs) like 10 hours in i still have four to five hours more to go (laughs) yeah
3: Yeah, I do. I've done it so much I don't even look at it anymore. I just try to get my my rhythm, and if I'm sleeping, awesome. Otherwise, right, right. you know, because it's just you're there. There's no so I just I just stay calm. Um,
1: well, in some ways, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you have premium seating and you're comfortable, you can't get online. Yeah. I mean, some some planes you can get online, but most of the time you can't get online, so you can't do any work. So all you can so you're basically forced to just relax, read a book, watch movies. Yep. Yeah. Be alone with your own thoughts. Talk to someone next to you if they're interesting. So it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone.
3: I mean, the main thing is the compression. That's why, you know, we got into this talking about planes based on that, that I'm sitting on them a lot and the compression to the to the spine. You know, so that's kind of what got me really getting deeply eventually where I am now, where I'm very deep into the yoga. But initially it was looking for stretching and therapy and I like the Bikram, I was doing Bikram quite a bit for a while, because you can get hot, and I can go very deep, very quickly, but I don't need that anymore, because I know how to, and for me, it's about, once you know, the the, the challenge most people have is finding that line, you don't, you know, they don't know how to stretch it, they can't get in, trying to get into that spot, and you don't know how to do it, Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm learning, and you know, there's still some areas, but Pretty much, I, I can go very deeply now with my with my movement and my stretching, and so it's that that's kind of what started us off. Is you asked me what I've been doing, that's the main thing, and then you know I I, I incorporate barbell usually at least once a week. I'll do some floor pressing, uh, some squatting, and some deadlifting. Usually, you, just you go you go you go heavy on those, or you do yeah, right? I go heavy, pretty yeah. heavy because because um, I'm not doing a bunch of weight training i'm doing focusing really seriously on the yoga and that's the priority for me so right um you know and it's about it's the balance to have strength but to be very strong and very flexible and and you you know for me i don't really i don't consider strength without the flexibility because you're very limited in that and so for me if i have to choose the flexibility is a lot more important now than than max strength but yeah with the barbell, I usually go heavy. I almost never go above five reps. Well, that's not true. I'm doing I do twenty rep squats. Like I did two forty five for, for twenty last night. Uh, that was the last thing I did, and um, you know, I'm doing you know Olympic squats all the way down. Right, and right. so I will do twenty rep squats maybe once a week or so. But um, you know for the other lifts, I usually don't do go go over you know three to five um, or even singles and that that works fine and then you know I, I play with the kettlebells i play with the mace and i do you uh-huh. know quite a bit of quite a bit of pull ups fat grip pull ups usually weighted so that's kind of my main on the on the strength side and then i'm you know doing the very serious yoga and that's sort of the foundation of my so what i would say my fitness and wellness yeah and yeah i've you know, been my, my inner so. peace
1: Weighted ring pull-ups, I've been doing those quite a bit. That's probably my favorite upper body pulling exercise now.
3: Excellent. You're saying weighted ring pull-ups? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the, ri- nice. the ring
1: pull-ups give you just freedom of motion on both yep. sides, right? And I've got this elbow issue on my left side. So if I do pronated pull-ups, it tends to aggravate it. And even underhand chin ups tends to aggravate it as well. So just doing the ring pull-ups allows me to find a groove that doesn't aggravate that area. And then I'll do weighted pull-ups, and then at, after I'm done with that, I'll just do body weight, where I do three-second holds at the top, slow negatives, dead hang. Feels great, man. So, especially in between sets of squats or even after deadlifts, just to decompress.
3: Man, the 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 basics, the tried and true strength building exercises. You know, right. you never you never, never go you wrong. Never,
1: exactly. You never. That's that's yes, the problem yes, with yes. every trend in America right now. Is that anytime you deviate from the basics, it's It's nonsensical at that point.
3: Well, it becomes an industry, and like every industry, the desire for business starts to supersede the purpose and the integrity of what it is, and so you have a bunch of stuff that's just to make money and doesn't really serve any purpose.
1: Well, I always say if the average average person did push-ups, pull-ups, and then went sprinting three times a week, and that's all they ever did, they would be better than 90% of people going to the
3: gym. For sure. Yeah, for okay. sure that's found all foundational movements and um yeah but i mean it's I mean, we live in a consumer based
0: uh society very consumer oriented and it's like yeah you know it's give me more give me more what, what's new give me that i want that what's what's on so so the
1: old and then you want something Exactly. once you started a program, they're already looking for another
3: one.
0: That, that people want
3: to reinvent right. themselves, but you don't reinvent yourself, yourself through stuff. You reinvent yourself by going inside, not by going outside. And
0: right, with your mindset.
3: The sooner understand. we understand that, the less we get caught up in this material existence, which does not bring happiness. And, and of course, we like to well, have yeah. cleanliness and clean food and nice things, and that's great. But it's not the purpose for you know it's just yeah, too, to many, too many too
1: indulgent self-gratification we, we live in this society this extremely narcissistic society now especially the, the developed world so things such as, yeah well things such as social media feed people's already deep insecurities and now they have an outlet to desperately try to make themselves feel better let me post a selfie every five minutes to get a bunch of likes now i feel
3: better Now it's happened you know unfortunately and you know what the if you want to use the word elites or what have you, but what they've quickly figured out is that social media is now mass media. And it's no longer an alternative. It's been integrated because obviously people are going with social media. So, hey, let's use it. (laughs) Let's use this tool. And you sneak it in there like everything else is snuck in there. And, you know, now we have this even – perception of oh now i have the information now i can get the real information because i got twitter and i yeah but all that stuff's filtered all that stuff's manipulated and it's you know so yeah interesting times man very interesting. Yeah, if you if you
1: turn if you're turning the twitter for the real information you've got some deeper problems yeah, but, but, but hey, at man. the same <laughs> time
3: you're gonna go to new york times i mean they've all oh, no, failed well, so it's like
0: Oh yeah, they're done. They're dinosaurs. Or is it board, you know? Yeah, and, and they what really happened, like, well, What's the what's the one true source? <laughs> well, I'll tell
1: you what social media is good for. Like Nevada SPCA, I've rescued a few dogs from there, and I was talking to their president. And he said that social media has been instrumental with getting animals rescued.
3: It's awesome. No, social media is fantastic. It's just also very dangerous if we. Look to it for truth in that sense and for advertising right. your message. And Yeah, it's incredible. Well, I, mean, I mean, people
1: look to it also for acceptance and socializing and self-importance. So, I mean, people are are overusing it.
3: Socializing, what do you mean? Is that like Tinder? Well, socializing,
1: <laughs> as if people have an online avatar, that's a lot different than their in-person avatar. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the modern
3: <laughs> equivalent of real life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the first big exactly. social media. Uh, you know, worlds I, I
1: use these things for my business, right? Twitter, Facebook, etc. Absolutely. So if, if I if I'm not on there for something that's going to further my business, I'm out in the real world doing something, having real life experiences, not on a fucking computer, socializing with people I'm never going to meet.
3: Well, I give my secrets away to you guys, but I don't know how many millions of people where this is being broadcast out to. I'm not <laughs> sure if I want to share yeah, intent- my my hard earned, <laughs> but um. <laughs> you know I'll do it anyway because I'm a giving soul what's <laughs> up with WeChat you on WeChat
1: never heard of it I'm happy to no. say no. <laughs> okay well there's only <laughs> currently on, there's about
3: 1. 1.7 1. 1.8 Chinese and you know however many that live not counting you know Taiwanese and Indonesian and all these places so Right. If you want to communicate with that Martin, you know, Facebook is not legal in China, right? It's firewall.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to my for to my for good reason. <laughs> so, you, you know, and and
3: and and they have their own stuff over there. They don't need our things yeah, exactly. because they have, you know, again close to 2 million people. So
0: It's like Russia. Russia has VK, you know, which is like their equivalent of of Facebook as well and it's like very popular and so it's just like, you know, they have their own stuff, man. And even though in our minds we think like, oh, you know, Facebook is everything. Yeah, they're cut like off
3: from shit. the world. What are they going to do?
0: <laughs>
3: that's that's the mindset that we're, you know, programming.
0: Exactly. To. Like, you're not on Facebook? What's wrong with you? Like God, <laughs> no, There's poor like, people. people like, oh, you <laughs> or you can ask <laughs> my kids, they're like, oh, you're still on Facebook? What's wrong with you? That's what kids are doing. Such they're like, why? you still on Facebook?
3: Tyrannical <laughs> society. They can't even get on, on Facebook or other basic life, <laughs> you know, necessities. <laughs> So
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the last thing they're worried about in Uganda right now is you know, getting their Facebook fan page set up, you know.
3: No, but nobody wants it's to talk about world. that sincere. Nobody wants to talk about <laughs> well, I know. you know, come on, that's you know, those <laughs> primitive people, they're not important to the global plan, you know. And that's why Gaddafi was taken out. No offense to anybody, but I mean he wanted to unify Africa and make and, and create the African currency. And can't have that because the colonial <laughs> powers, you know, if you can't control the money, you can't control the people and the resources. Well, uh, he, was, he was a harsh dictator as well, though. For sure, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, and they all are. They yes. all are.
0: I mean, I mean anybody
1: every, is, you every know, at the top of, Africa, you know, every leader, leader is, is, every leader in Africa is a dictator. My father's, fan. My father's probably one of the leading experts on, on Africa, period. You know, he's
3: for sure, for sure. How, I mean, however, I, mean, I don't defend I mean, these guys. However, there's necessity breeds you know these people are are developed via the culture and you know when you have hundreds of years of of you know invasions and of course these ferocious people are going to rise to the forefront because you develop this this mindset of having to you know kill live or die so it's
0: and on the flip side of that, you know, the, the general population, you know, the majority of people have this mindset of needing a leader to do things for them, which is no different than even in our industry where everybody needs to have these experts in order to tell them what to do because they don't have enough belief in themselves, to actually, or the or put in the time to right. go and figure it out for themselves, just like. Just tell me what workout to do. Just tell me what tool do I need. Just tell me what to At do. Point, oh, that, that, that's kind of like the. That's kind of like people that are
1: overly attached to religion, right? They're looking. They're, they're right. looking to just be given. Tell a me how to be a good
0: person. Right. Exactly. Because you know, otherwise, I can't do it. <laughs> right. without a book telling me <laughs> yeah. to be that way. That book has to tell me what to
3: do. Religion doesn't. Do
0: realize that book was really a lot important. of times
3: religionists don't want to acknowledge or admit that the structure of the religion relied upon philosophy to create the structure. You know, Aristotle is all throughout the the entire. The, uh, organization, the epistemology of the of the Catholic and Christian traditions. I mean, of course, because they had to figure out a way no. to. Yeah. <laughs> so you know f-
0: philosophy and even those guys you know got theirs for, you know from you know visiting and learning from Africa and Egypt and you know going to those countries and learning and passing it on basically that's that's just pretty much anything when it comes to like you know knowledge has been all there's no one person like oh he's the, the creator of this he's the father of this like it's all been there you know it's all been there but when some guy steps up I'm like I'm the guy who you know who brought this to you and I'm the one who came up with this that's when you should be a little worried even just even with like a style of training you know when someone says like you know he's the father of this like really <laughs> like really dude he's the one that brought it here and he's the one that created it and and no come on man he's not the first trust me he just may call it something else to market it to you Sometimes, a lot of the stuff that we learn would have never really didn't have a name you just stuff you did just things you did, just like when people, people talk about unconventional training. I'm like, you know, back in the day, a lot of this stuff was called chores when I was <laughs> yeah. You rename, you rename <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff to make
3: it seem new and innovative, and <laughs> yeah. it happens all the time. It works for like
1: shoveling. No, you You had to push a wheelbarrow for your Sunday
0: chores, man. Not for a workout. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, then now you're you're picking up a barbell with just a plate on the end of it now, and you're, you're dropping it down and picking it up. You call it shoveling. I'm like, no, I remember a time when shoveling actually involved a shovel.
3: Okay. <laughs> Well, it's all in the name of progress i suppose so we uh we're progressing yeah, no, as a society what's funny sincere <laughs> is that
1: people go through all of these workouts where they mimic yard work and then they pay somebody to come but do they
0: won't your- <laughs> <Exactly>. not, <laughs> not a bad idea someone do their no, yard work. No, no, i'll be i'll oh,
1: be no, the first to say i pay someone to do yard work is that yard as a, kid, fit? As, as a kid i hated doing yeah, yard
2: because
3: <laughs> you know there's a podcast count as first usage like <laughs> for the record yeah
0: i'm gonna start that yard fit certification this weekend everybody's gonna meet in my backyard yeah. and i'm gonna have everyone doing all this yard. there's work. some no, internet marketer training.
3: getting to work right now on that first one page website
1: soon 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 people are gonna pay to help people move as part of their workout rather than paying a moving company oh, yeah. you would be like hey folks want to get a workout in this weekend i'm gonna be if moving. you're lucky
3: if you're lucky you might get a uh World champion and honored master of sport as you're moving time.
2: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Depending on how fast you pack up those boxes and move them, right? It's for these, these are these are time sets lifting, here. Man.
0: <laughs> He's lifted the heaviest couches. Move it
3: from here to there, okay? <laughs> That's it, man.
0: For the fastest time for time. <laughs> There's
3: no food anyway, so.
0: Yeah, we're joking right now. There is some jackass right now writing all this down like, yeah, I'll show those guys. No, and, uh,
3: just show respect. If you're going to do it, just give a little credit, man. Show a little respect. Yeah, so Remember it takes. Where you
0: heard it first, sucker.
1: I mean, in Kenya and in India, you see people with – you see these women with these baskets on their head, which probably weigh 30, yeah. 40 pounds, and they're walking five
3: miles each way.
1: Yeah, but two yeah. come on, we're far superior, babies. right?
3: We already, we already know we're far superior in those people. <laughs> hey, they don't, they don't even so wear cool. shoes; they're primitive, so they need us to go in there and no, 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 put but, them in cages. Hey,
0: but we buy shoes that look like feet, Steve. So you know that makes us above them because we've learned how to market barefoot in a better way than they did.
3: I'm barefoot
0: right now, their man. Bare feet look stylish.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is our barefoot is on a two dimensional <laughs> surface, and their barefoot's on not on a two dimensional surface, and that's exactly that's why we need shoes unfortunately well, actually actually this is an interesting
1: yeah. tangent but did you find that you developed a lot of foot strength doing yoga one thing joe rogan mentioned on his show is that when he started doing yoga he was shocked how how weak his feet are even though he's um, done years of jujitsu yes. and other martial arts training
3: it, it, it increases uh, I, I started working pretty seriously uh, last year on my foot uh, working doing some stuff with david weck uh-huh. Um, you know in terms of using his bosu elite which is a very thick a much thicker version of the bosu and it kind of gives a kick when you kick it and so i was doing a lot of stuff on that um squatting on my on the balls of the feet and and developing a lot of strength with that and definitely uh i pretty much i'm always barefoot everywhere i go i wear sandals um, unless i unless I need to have shoes on for some reason but I set up my life in a way that I get to live it the way that I like to live it, and I don't normally have to be places where I have to dress up. You know, but occasion. I bring up
1: I bring up foot strength because Nick Curzon, he's the MMA strength coach for Fabricio for Doom and Rafael Dos Anos. He he's a strong proponent of everything comes from your feet, so he spends a lot of time developing yeah, foot yeah. strength. So I mean, after watching this interview with him, I started doing sprints with Vibrams to work on my. Foot strength. I started doing just a lot more of the exercises he mentions on his well, videos and so
3: forth. It's like a pneumatic, yeah. not a pneumatic, but it's a yeah. like a hydraulic pump. Right. Um, yeah. You know, from the feet from the ground up. So the foot, boom, initiates well, the his, strength. His, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So his whole thing is that if your feet are, feet are strong and mobile, you can be first. So if you watched Rafael Josanias when he fought anthony pettis he was always first to do something he was the first one to hit he was the first one to take him down he was, he was just able to move so much
3: faster and more explosive solid platform to push from there's no there's no yielding in the foot most people weak ankles they it, it yields before they can push so they lost a bunch of time at the at the start that yeah. makes perfect sense it's
1: just
0: barefoot box jumps sprinting uh-huh. things like that Yeah. I mean, just look how I crossed over the technology just with the prosthetics or whatever. Mm. When you look at, you know, uh, you know, before, you know, became a criminal, you know, you know, Oscar <laughs> Atreus, you know, from South Africa. Uh-huh. I mean, just look at the movement right there. And just it's, it's it's mimicking the hydraulics, just like on a car. And just, you know, and, and just to see the movement, it just it actually looks like the movement in in which we were we were built. To move. Mm. You know, you look more natural with the way that you run when you have those prosthetics whatever and it seems like a lot of these you know these vets who i see come back who are doing strength training and sprinting and all this now you know who like lost a limb while they were overseas while they were fighting they come back at these prosthetics but man it seems like these guys look a lot stronger they it's just something about the way they lift and the way they move now that makes you have to really just pay attention but it's funny because this is this is directed these prosthetics were built off of human technology mm-hmm. but it seems like it's just a reverse you know you look at that like wow that looks great like if only we can move like that don't forget they built that because that's how we were moving at one time and that's what inspired those. all things, the those
3: inspiration comes like from the natural world it always has and always exactly. will because uh, however you wish to name the uh, abundant one whatever name you choose to use to address it made everything perfect already it's already but you know us we ate the fruit. We wanted to know everything. We thought we could do it better. <laughs> and so we got all we this know, bullshit gonna- that we don't need <laughs> because we're so right. smart that well, we're going to improve this, improve that, and you lose your soul in the process. So I'm not about all that stuff. I'm about just making myself ready to die. Because when you die, what everything you have, you bring with you. And if you're not ready then, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You might have to do some stuff over again. I'm not really sure about that. I I don't know. Like, as Socrates said, I do not
0: know. (laughs) But what I do know... Is that? It's probably sometimes the best three words a person can ever yes. say. Yes. To my, I always put it up. That I, actually, sometimes I feel like I don't know is more important. It's than the I only think. thing we
3: actually need <laughs> to know is that we don't know. So now that that's yeah, exactly. out of the way, don't worry about it because
0: it's going to take. Then you can start living. Yes. You know, once you don't know, it's like because now you can start trying to figure out why. You, you may not ever get it. You you may not ever figure out why. Be peaceful. So fun is actually trying to be peaceful. peaceful. <laughs> you
3: know, like, and and be at peace. That's what it's about. To be be at peace, and you know, we don't need to always be comfortable. We need uncomfort or discomfort because it challenges us and it teaches us and makes us grow and and we need to take the experience from that to move onward and so it's all it's all good everything is good actually yeah
0: and one more thing, we don't always have to be right. <laughs> so, and that's that's another thing about being peaceful right there, because so many people get frustrated when they just like, Oh, I gotta have the answers. It's gotta be the answer. I gotta be the one to find out the answer. You know, again missing the whole journey of the process. But kind of getting back to what we were talking about those prosthetics, you know, and just human movement. Yeah, you know, just ever just look at like a Kenyan running like a, a marathon or just running in the Olympics, man. It's just like a thing of beauty. You know, and and you wonder like these guys there and, and ladies they always constantly winning these events. You know, again, they don't have, like, the super top coach, strength coach or trainer or running coach or the, the latest supplements or anything like that. It's just like they're out there running in the freaking plains,
3: man. When I was it's in the, Nairobi, areas, I saw people literally, not everybody, but significant number, not, not like you see in California with people dressed up and running, you know, going for a run, right. just running to, to just in regular clothes, school clothes or work clothes running just as transportation. Right, <laughs> just running right. along the side of the road. Yeah, right. And an interesting theory about that is why, and I don't know if this was in a book or sounds like something that uh, what's his name? The Blink guy, the Gladwell sounds yeah, like Malcolm something Gladwell might, yeah, might Gladwell. have written yeah. about or would write about, but apparently to answer the question why the Kenyans dominate in you know middle distance, long distance, it's not for a lot of the reasons that people said, it's because of money. Actually, it's because of money. They can earn money to run, so that's why they're the best. Because they don't have anything, and it's your way to eat. Makes sense to me. Yeah,
0: kind of reminds kind of reminds me of like a lot of the Brazilians. You know, the reason why they try to be, you know, they they get into jiu jitsu and then get into MMA because money gets you out of, you know, it's it's the way out. It's the way out, which is no different than here in america yep. you know all the ghettos and the hoods you know these kids are thinking like hey i have to be the top athlete i gotta really work on being the best football player and put all my time and effort in that and kind of bypassing their education along the way sadly you know or focusing on just trying to be the top baseball player basketball player because it's money and it's a way out of the current situation that's how they look professional
3: it. So boxing if you what? if you follow the trend, it, it it wasn't, you know, African Americans yeah. dominate, and in the lighter weights, usually uh, Hispanics dominate. Now, yep. you go back the to nineteen thirties, forties You had the Irish, you had a lot of Italian fighters, you had a little Jew, some Jew, very strong Jewish fighters like Benny Leonard, and social, you know, yeah. um, there were the
0: the social economic, dec- you know, conditions, you know, were the real motivating force. The
3: Rothschilds don't fight with their hands they have other people that do (laughs) that stuff for them (laughs) right yeah
1: Yeah, well necessity is always a great motivator oh
2: yeah
1: like you said steve in kenya there's that's out of necessity it's gonna get you work it's gonna it's gonna help you survive exactly It's it's not just for looking good on facebook or just looking good for the sake of looking
3: good i suppose that's you know the motivational speakers that's what they're trying to Inspire is to get people to act out of necessity before the necessity is there when it may be too late. You have to
2: yeah,
0: wake those, up of, and
3: of, feel like you have this pressure urgency to do it. shit, even though you could just kick back and, and be lazy if, if you wanted to that day.
0: Well, I'll flip side of that. Those motivational speakers are also speaking out of, you know, out of necessity. Right. They're full of it. Well they're because also because full of it. <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> yeah. But the
3: difference is the people there are paying them to tell them, so they're slightly
0: smarter. Okay. <laughs> than the yeah, customers no, so what we're saying is like please tell me what to do tell me what to
1: well do i always do. say if, you, know, need, if you need motivation it's because it's a goal you don't actually want to achieve if you actually want to right. achieve a goal you're busy trying to achieve it you're not at some seminar getting motivation to help you go achieve it <laughs>
0: you
3: know? right. you're learning a life lesson a very hard life lesson is oh, don't yeah. don't <laughs> throw money. <laughs> Don't throw bad money on top of money.
0: As Mike likes to say, spraying that money hose. You yeah, know, that's what you're doing Yeah, that's right what you're doing. Here, it's it's, it's a on. delaying tactic,
1: right? <laughs> you're going, well, I, I want to yeah. do this, but I, I need to go take this course first. Okay, now I need
0: to read this book <laughs> right, right. right Cause cause that's I, Now I got going to change my life. Right. Yeah, fear. You know, it's, 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 there are certain situations where fear should not be your motivator. Okay. Yeah. If you're out in the woods and you hear a bear rustling through the bushes, then let fear be your motive and get the hell out of there. But Reverend, sitting there trying to make a life decision and a career choice, don't let fear be your motivator. Even don't even fear about you know. Don't even be afraid about going broke and being broke. But well, don't even let that be your motivator because then you'll be dead. Love is the motivator. Anything for money, <laughs> yes. not fear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I
1: mean, I've, I've heard people in our business say that they, they don't turn down any offer because they need the money. And I go, well, that's not going to be. Sounds like a horror Yeah, movie. that's not going. Yeah, <laughs> <It> that's, <laughs> that's not going. That's not going to be how you how you become self-reliant. How you develop a, a fuck you income, if you will, where you yep. just pick your. You got to get good at saying
3: war. no and save yourself a yeah. lot of hard lessons. But
1: even early in my career when I wasn't making much, I, I didn't just get stuck in avenues that I didn't want to go down. I wanted to focus on building workshops as my primary income at that time, so I didn't get boggled down with private clients all day long.
3: I well, used to not say no you know, for, for a long time. It wasn't so much for oh, the money. We it was know more all for... about that,
1: Steve. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. okay.
1: <laughs> I remember. I've known you since, what, 2004, 2008? Yeah, but I'm clean, man. I'm clean. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: getting back to what Mike was saying, that's the difference between, you know, trying to actually, like, get fuck you money, other than having fuck me money. (laughs) When you're saying saying everything, that's fuck me money, because you're constantly... I'm not out out in Vegas. I don't (laughs) know know about that world, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that kind (laughs) of world. You got to be careful with that, you know. I love you like a brother. I don't
3: necessarily need to know everything about your personal life because I want I'm to maintain this high pressure. you know, fuck you. I'm doing this in
0: my
3: way. I don't know exactly how that plays out, but I don't I don't need to know. I don't need to know. You know? <laughs> Your closing tactics.
1: Yeah, so, I, guess there, I think there's a. That was a great t-shirt. analogy,
3: sincere. Awesome.
1: <laughs> if you don't have a "fuck you" mentality, you might have a "fuck me" mentality. I think I
3: understand why you're going to the firing range every day. <laughs> hey, because <laughs> I'm pissed off around. pimp
2: <laughs> tracking you down. <laughs> <It's> nah. <laughs> oh, man. Not
3: at all. So.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, there's just too many things that can distract you if you're not willing to just focus on one thing or not not necessarily just one thing, but just doing a few things really well.
3: Yes, absolutely. Be good at what you do.
1: Steve, I mean, you couldn't possibly have hundreds of online clients, too, and then you do a bunch of private lessons every time you're back home. It would just be overwhelming.
3: Exactly. You have to focus on what your what your skill set, what your offer is, what your strength is and you know, what you're providing. And if you try to provide everything to everybody, that doesn't sound like a recipe for success <laughs> at all.
1: I think you need to focus on what exactly do you want to do and then just do that rather than what's going to make me money. And the big yes, mistake... Yes, absolutely. Make, big mistake most people make in our industry is they're always going, okay, you think this will make me money? What about this video? What about this course? And, and that, Cultural that's
3: conditioning, the- man. It's ca- called capitalism. Cultural conditioning. The, yeah. the reason for being... Is to make a lot of money. That's what we're brought up in in, in, in consumer societies to buy stuff, is to have what, stuff what, as a side effect.
0: But you got to ask yourself, stuff. you know, how much money do you really need? You know, let's think about it. You know, when it becomes what we talked about before. When until you become like a money hoarder, where you're just like, okay. Well, so if it's money, paper money, money, you money, you need a lot because it's not worth anything. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Exactly. laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly.
3: but it's riches, really. It's about yeah. riches, and then being able really to have nice. a complete life and a full life and whatever it costs to do that that's just the currency that we use for trade but it's still very primitive we're actually still my feeling on it is we're actually very primitive in this the the way that we do transactions and stuff it's not efficient i mean it's more efficient than it was before because you had people having the wheel around you know cows and stuff or wheelbarrows full of gold bars or whatever but the paper is supposed to represent a little bit easier way but that's not what it is anymore Know, part of part of the lies that are yeah, well,
0: you know yeah, well, even back then you didn't even have the paper to even trade it's like you, people always they always forget that definition of money you know anything traded for goods and services you know whether it's i mean i don't know if you're you are even, like, you, you go back to, like, Little House on the Prairie where the doctor always got paid, like, with apples and <laughs> things like that. You know, fruit, but, you know, <laughs> he, still would, he still would care for someone or whatever, you know? So, so you know, <laughs> people just tend to forget that. It's like, no, I got to make that paper. I got to make that paper. And that's not real. Whereas back then when you actually had goods to trade, that was actually something that was real. That was real money. Back
3: yes, but Even the, Civil the, service, that. For that and the Civil War oh, changed that. The Civil War changed it. And all the wars, all the wars are, are bankers' wars. And then sooner people wake up to that and understand that maybe we can figure out how to, you know, move out of that. But it's, you know, you have a privately owned bank, but you put the name Fed. So it, so the average idiot, they think it's a, a actual government institution because it says federal on it, but it's privately owned. And they have no accountability. They just print money out of thin air. And then they loan it to the banks for interest and you know and this just goes on and on and all these countries that are invaded now with syria because syria doesn't have one of these privately owned banks so they go into syria and they set one up so now they control the world economy we're only three countries shy you know iran is, is going to be the last one and you know because they don't have this and that's why we want to go to war with iran And it's the same story over and over people are still asleep because they're not seeing it for what it Oh, this is just a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. No, your shit. Go back. Pick a date. Tell me what the event is. I probably read about it. I studied it. So, you know, it's not about conspiracies. It's about knowing about events and w- underlying causes. You know, underlying causes. And so, but that's just how it is. It, the well, I mean,
1: we, we live in a country where a reality TV star may be our next president.
3: <laughs> yes yes but Someone, at the same somebody, time then, and then the look at the alternatives <laughs> and, and that's no, an no, example no. of a guy who he is seems like an outsider i don't know i don't know maybe he's not an ins- out-
0: he's an outsider that's been dancing and, and playing around with insiders yeah players. exactly so he, for does, sure does, does that necessarily, does that really make him an outsider? right well, <laughs> you know or, develop. Does make him a, or does it make it him depends a we will find <laughs> out but it, i think he
3: I, if he plans to stab them all in the back then he is an outsider if he plans to go along with them well and hey, I man, think everyone's nervous because he he's he's going to stab him in the back and he's going to start revealing shit. He's going to start revealing well, stuff. If
0: he stabs him in the back. He'll end up having a ride in Dallas. That's, that's how they use the word. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's time for it's a it's a grassy knoll trip waiting for sure.
3: Him he does for that. sure, it's it could be any day now. You know, it could be any day now for sure. But that's that's how it works. And
0: meanwhile, we hope the other one ends up in prison.
3: The other one's going to be in prison because you know.
0: Just We're going sure to make sure that, that she's in prison
3: because she's a criminal. So that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of crim- criminality in that whole world on one level or another. But some
0: people just well, trust me to get to that position to get I, to that position uh, in any part of the world. You're going to have to be a criminal, you know, and to get in that position and stay in that position. You're, you're going to have to you're going to let go of some more. They
3: only have power in the material world. They don't have true power. They don't have any any power over the eternal. They don't have any. So their whole thing is based on accumulating power and it's an obsession, and it's a disease. Politici- politics is filled with that those types of mentalities, and because politicians are happy being yes-men as long as they're getting material benefit from it. They're getting influence, they're getting uh, money, they're getting resources, and yeah, they just get their fair share, and it's more than all these other. And it's been going on for a very long time, and it seems like, folks
0: don't and now everybody's all of a sudden aware of it like
3: oh God, people are like, slow to learn know, the previous works. lessons whether it's the french revolution whether you know
0: it's, until it hurts it has to hurt that's that's what anything in life that's what anything even with your training you know it's somebody you, you keep on doing all this different stuff until it really truly hurts you yes. injures you or whatever so that's when you wake <laughs> up like ah that sucked i don't want and to that's do that the thing about the yoga really, really for me
3: because yoga <laughs> means union and when you stop seeing the world as other it's part it's all integrated and right. it does hurt because this is because it's not hurting me right now it's hurting one of my brothers in, in Africa or it's hurting oh, one of my right sisters now. in some other places so they're suffering so we're suffering whether you're right. tuned into it or not you know you're just not self-aware but if, if someone is dying on the street next to you and you don't feel that then you're not human <laughs> you know you're not some really, other creature yeah, exactly. you're a politician or something like that but you know, that's one, that's, one my,
1: that's one thing my father always said because having traveled around the world he goes, we gotta get past this mentality of, Oh, we gotta fix our problems first. He's like, No, the whole world is everyone's problems. Tell
3: me exactly. Yeah, nationalism is, is BS as well, you know, because and borders are BS too and they're all man
0: made because which is so funny to me. I'm like, how do we know? what about These lines that they draw on the maps, we're like, how do we even know? Who determined that? And then how do you know when that's really it's all lies? some physical map. It's, the whole thing is <laughs> lies from the beginning. To yeah. talk about Jesus. Well, we if
3: we, we, well, well,
1: we don't have some kind of border, then someone can just come into your house because, hey, it's all ours, right? I'm yeah, that's see, true. That's that true. Buddy?
3: You mind if I camp out in your backyard? I mean, hey, it's all ours, right? <laughs> in, in natural societies and in ancient societies, you, you know, you would have your barbaric tribes that would come and, and right. rumble and right. cause, Illage. you know, and you'd have to kind of get ready for them and be ready to fight them off and, and yeah, break them down. You
0: to, you know, but you know,
3: most folks live peacefully and they have certain codes and they have respect, and you don't, right. you know, That's you don't sleep with your you know the the woman in the TP next door is not yours you know or whatever so um and we've moved away from that because the focus is uh, again on the materialism it's on having stuff and in the pursuit of having stuff there's no time for reflection and in and, and you know principles and things like that it's just accumulation and then we get to an age where the body doesn't function anymore the mind maybe doesn't function maybe most of the people you ever knew died by now so you're alone Um, and it's like shit what what did i do with my life i have all this bullshit and i still don't know who i am and and yeah you know so that's, for me, that's what I do. That's not about fitness or kettlebells, because anybody, they can learn kettlebells off of YouTube nowadays, you know what I mean, and for a long time. But, you know, you, you can learn, but there's so many people doing that. And, and if that's all someone wants out of it, that's cool. You want to play sport, awesome. You want to lose some weight, it can do that. You want nothing else out of it, fine. But for me, that's not my motivation. My motivation is about connecting with pe- people it's about leaving some positive imprint and if it takes the shape of a kettlebell you don't know what that's going to lead to because you start first you start working with a kettlebell it changes your body it changes your life right. it changes your mind it's just one thing it could be anything it's art and whatever your art you practice your art if it's kettlebell or, or not because the principles of these things and you know for me again i go back to the yoga because it's about having my center and finding my center and being integrated and and understanding the oneness not being distracted by the illusion of separation and you know we really don't like like we said before we really don't know anything you got
1: getting all you know is what you don't getting getting some support back there
3: There (laughs) (laughs) no backup singers I mean, in. right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know it, uh, Yeah, those guys watch my back.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so anyway, that was just uh, this podcast is brought to you by Steve Pitbulls.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, what you're talking about sounds very Sufi-like. You know, when I studied Sufism in college, a lot of it was. Taming your ego, not, being, not not about getting rid of your ego, but taming it so that your higher right. self can harness it for good and not isolating yourself. One thing I always liked about Sufism is it was about finding a higher self, but you don't escape the world in, over, in order to find it. You don't go off into the woods and meditate for 40 days. You have to stay in the chaotic right. world and find it
3: there. Yes, Yes. Yeah,
0: there's the real test. Yeah, that's right real there. the real challenge. Exactly. Because like, yeah, like you they're They're one.
3: The you. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Sufism is is extremely interesting. It's the mystical or metaphysical aspect yeah. of, of yeah. Islam, but it's yeah. very yeah. interesting. And you know? interesting, I recently found out know, Pythag- Pythagoras, hugely important person, obviously, Pythagorean theorem, the, the a-, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. and uh-huh. um you know, yeah. mathematics, Pythagorean, they believed in mathematics. That was the highest level of, of language, the highest level of truth, because it's it's measurable and, and it's, it's you know, always there. It's always consistent. It doesn't lie. There's no... Uh, and anyway, the Pythagorean, the reason I brought that up, you're talking about Sufism. Pythagorean w- believed he followed this, this group called the, I think, Jain, if I pronounce it correctly, Jain they're also from india
1: uh uh-huh. yeah
3: but they were they, spelled J-A-I-N. j a i n yeah yep. i haven't met anyone personally that i know is a jain or not but apparently there's i don't know 40 million, a, million or yeah, more yeah that's right that's right. quite quite a few but anyway th- these these jains they when they would walk they would actually sweep mm-hmm. they had these little brushes they would sweep in front of them in case there was any bugs that they would inadvertently step on and kill. I mean, that's how tuned in and how much reverence that they give to life, and to realize that we are not separate from or superior from the insects or or anything, you know. And so that is kind of interesting. But I know it's not Sufism; it's not the same. But those those uh, religions and traditions from you know from India in, in general and from the what we call now the middle east uh, it's, it's very very interesting well, i think
2: very-
1: i think all the branches are basically pointed in the same direction and sufism always emphasized the inner jihad right jihad is often thought of as a holy war but it, in sufism it's the inner jihad where you're the war within is the most important okay. battle to win you know, so if everyone wins their war within then we're all good Yes, like yes.
0: Our focus you, on if, controlling. If you actually think about it, you know, that is the pretty much the core of all the outer wars that's going on. Right. It's more war going on within because it's conflict right. that humans are having with themselves and they project it upon other humans.
3: Correct. Like, the collective consciousness is very aggressive and very fearful right. still. Right. Yeah. And we're emerging into a more peaceful time, yet we're still not, you know, it's... Things. Well, it's not. Things know, happen it's in layers.
0: Being, it's not being popularized. You know what you are saying is like because, you know, there's nothing that's not going to sell the news when you talk about that. You know, all this inner peace is like no conflict in the fear right. and the anger. That's It makes that, that stuff inadvertent. And so it and seems like that's just all that's going on. Yeah. It makes it appears like that's all that's going on in this world. Like, no, not really. No, not really. You know, that's just only because you turn on TV and put all your all into these various forms of media then it appears like this is all that's happening in the world and it's not true
3: and and very little or no time spent at all looking in and and you know where do we start well start with the breath you know start with the breath Well,
1: that can be that can be scary for a lot of people that's why a lot of people oh, don't yeah, want to do man. float whenever i don't know if you've ever done a float chamber before steve or i did once yeah it's interesting yeah it's really interesting i did it probably a dozen times there's a place mm-hmm. out here in vegas and it's I actually, I actually really liked it. It, it felt very peaceful to me. It put, it put me into a very deep meditation, very seamlessly. So I, I actually enjoyed it while I was doing it.
3: But Golden lot State course, Warriors use that with oh yeah, maybe I mean, one small part of their success. You know, tick, tick any, out anyone who's focused
1: on creativity it, it, it would enjoy it. But a lot of people wonder. They go, "Whoa, well, well, what are you doing there?" So like, you don't do anything in there. That's the whole point. You just float. <laughs>
2: you
1: know? Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you just, you stuff? just be. It's <laughs> okay. like, can someone come in there with me? No, you don't, you're not going there for a romantic getaway, all right? You know? Not in that, that, that.
3: At first, the water is a little odd to get used to. It feels a little slimy with the concentration of the salt. So uh,
1: magnesium, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that in your eyes. That's for sure. But uh, I mean, it's the same it's the same temperature as your skin temperature, so you eventually you adapt to it. And then you just feel like you're floating through space. At least that's yeah, specific gravity, exactly. You can't yeah. see anything, you can't feel anything, and you're just floating. But a lot a lot of people go, "What are you doing there for an hour? I'm going to get bored in there." But they don't want to be alone with their thoughts because you're completely alone with your thoughts, and you start yep. thinking about stuff you haven't thought about in a long
0: time. You're like, "Wow, I haven't thought about that." There's no time. light either. It's not all your just yeah. All your distractions are gone right. now. So now all the things that you've been trying not to deal with for years. It's like okay, here's the time. Yeah, somebody, this is the perfect time to deal with that now. And how are you going to approach it? I mean, right. these are these are basically memories. Meditation. It's all
3: meditation, and that's all it is. that's what's so, yeah. not
0: being taught in
3: strength and fitness. And that's what we need more than even the physical part is the the stillness, the quietness, the the inner. And like you said, Mike, people are afraid, but you know, um, we have different experiences. Some sometimes life is more painful or childhood can be more painful and oh, so no
2: doubt. No doubt. But
3: no, yeah. the, the 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 way that energy works is that the greater the trauma, the greater the potential for for blossoming for That's you know, right. because individuals that, that get through that and survive and they, they not only do they become stronger and impenetrable, but they're able to share their experience and, and help others right. through that experience. And there's no there's no there's no substitute for experience. And that's why, okay. like in business, I don't worry about my position in the marketplace. And it doesn't matter what great champion comes along. And, oh, aren't you worried? There's kettlebells. and the, No, because I have my experience, you know, and and I've been doing what I do for so long and it's like if you take the kettlebell out of the hand, well the, the same lessons and the same knowledge is still there. Right. So no no one has not. what you do with it. You know, you have your exactly. own, own touch. So there's, there's no anywhere. competition at all. And I don't have competition okay. within me. I don't see people as competition. You know, and, and that's, so, that's a scarcity mindset anyway. So that that's always gonna
1: be deleterious to your personal and professional growth when you're just you, you think that there's limited resources and everyone has to fight over it. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, and just like you're saying, you know, there's not enough focus on meditation, especially like in our industry, which you know it's so ironic because when it's looked upon as something that's soft or it's just something for recovery, or you know, I don't, I don't need to focus on that in strength training. But to me, when you have to do that inner reflection and spend that time alone with your thoughts, you know, that's the biggest form of strength training. You know, I mean, if anything's going to build the muscle from the inside out, that's a good place to start. Whereas everything else is just very pseudo yes. out there. It, it can. You focus on your muscles and, you know, how much you can deadlift and all that. That's very pseudo to a point to the fact that that can just come and go away. Right. You yeah. know, but one thing about those thoughts, they're, in, they're embedded in you. You can ignore them all you want. Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with them. So just why not take them on and then see how you come out on the other side? Right. You know, and it's going to have a more lasting effect than, oh, I hit a 600-pound PR. Okay, so well, 5, 10 years from now. The question is how, that, that sustainable. PR gonna yeah,
3: what, how sustainable. Yeah, how exactly. sustainable and what are you going to be doing? moving like when you're 60 and 70 and and older than that and you know so for me the trade-off is not interesting it's not it's not at all attractive to me to be able to be so strong and you know in an elite level of lifting a weight unless i can do it with perfect alignment and if you can't do it with perfect alignment then there's no sense even having any load
1: you know, well, I always say if when I'm lifting something heavy, anyone who sees me doing it, I want them to think, "Wow, that guy makes it look easy," rather than yep, oh, it man, should be that easy." Guy. Exactly. His looked like it was about to break. Right. His head looked like a melon, like it was about to explode. <laughs> <You know?
3: laughs> exactly. Everything should be easy. I agree with that. And because you have calmness in your face when
1: you're doing something difficult, you know that's a sign when you're in that alignment.
3: That's that's the you know that's the the ultimate do what will be the ultimate doom of the, the fitness of sport because the fitness of sport there's always oh there's these big strong guys that can squat a thousand pounds i need i need to learn i need to do what they're doing and, and i need to get stronger and you know so i can need to squat a thousand pounds, and better pounds
0: you know then <laughs> <and, laughs>
3: you know again how long is that going to last and there has to be balance there has to be balance and so um we're still pretty nascent i think in in what we call Fitness and that whole world that integrates fitness with strength conditioning because you don't really see what much wellness in that world. There needs to be I'm wellness right. with it, well being, mm-hmm. and health. And you don't hear about oh, you know, you get this this box or whatever. None of them talking about health, just talking about working out. Yeah, what are you working out for? Because again, our ancestors didn't work out; they worked. So, workout's a modern <laughs> anecdote to being inactive. In all the rest of your life. Well, on
1: uh, on that note, what do you think about all these movement coaches like Ito Portal and some of the other well, ones that um, are popular
3: now? I'll just say this. Um, Ito is excellent at what he does. He has a high level of movement. Um, you know, I first so met him a, about… You're a,
1: fan, uh, you're a fan of the touch butt
3: system then is what you're saying well in terms of the
1: mma i think he's way over his
3: head honestly i mean i I like ito i i I respect him i i personally you know on the occasions we've met he's been to me he's stayed humble i haven't seen him as arrogant i've I've heard and read about it but you know again my experience i like him Uh so and he's excellent at what he does i believe he's in over his head in the mma world and he has no idea about training fighters and i think that 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 and, and because conor mcgregor lost that that's not evidence no he lost because nick diaz will kick his ass every time and that's a fact I agree. Okay, okay that exactly. that's going to happen again because yeah, he's exactly. a better fighter a more seasoned fighter more. Well, I,
1: I was hoping that rematch was going to happen
3: because i was going to yes. go ball,
1: i was going to go balls deep betting this time i missed it out. looks like
3: <laughs> I, I don't i don't have the inside scoop but it it looks Looks like possibly what you know McGregor is trying to mess around. It looks like the money fight actually might be Mayweather and McGregor or not. I think that's just it hearsay. sounds kind of ludicrous. Yeah, I think that's just it's that's hearsay. It's hearsay, but it could happen because the one thing they have in common is how much money could they generate well, you understand If like
1: a boxing fight mayweather is going to destroy
0: him
3: <laughs> yes there would be there would be well, massive you yeah, won't I mean,
0: last your if it's, if it's your yeah box. If it's a, what if it's an MMA fight then it's just it's going to be it's going well, to be no i to think i think, I yeah. think even, 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 even if it's an a MMA fight,
3: fight with yeah. certain restrictions Mayweather's still going to beat him because McGregor's primary range is boxing. That's his main strength. Well, I don't strength, think Mayweather
1: has, would take an MMA match with him. No, no, what, that what, would make what, no what, sense. What, what motivation would he? Could he possibly have to do that? Not money. has got Mayweather
3: money. has the negotiating power <laughs> in that because he's, he's oh, no, as big as McGregor is. Mayweather is bigger, and he's yeah, got no, the negotiating no, power. Works. So. You know, so if if it does happen, it's going to be some type of exhibition like what Ali did with the judoka back in, yeah, yeah. Sure. you know, so, and uh, a couple other guys did as well, I think. But um, I mean, strange
1: things happened, no doubt about it. I don't know. I don't
3: know if that. It'd be interesting. I think it would generate a lot of money, and that those guys, you know, that's what Mayweather will come out of retirement and fight one one more. But if there's a lot of money, you never know. So um, the story is floating, and and and. Mayweather hasn't denied it, so that's interesting. So there, there's some reason why they're putting those feelers out there. What it what it's all going to come down to? Who knows. But um, yeah, as far as the movement coaches, um, I think it's good. I mean, I, I would rather learn how to how to move and be fit from a movement coach than a power lifter, personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if that's all I was gonna if that right. all I was gonna learn. Um, you know, Ido I think is good even. You know, but I'm I'm a movement coach as well. I just don't call myself that. I teach yeah, well, him, well that, that's you know, what that's so, what I was leading yeah, towards. That's is thing. that yeah. um, a
1: lot of this stuff I've seen you do is way before I heard of any of these other guys.
3: Actually, Ito took, you know, and when I was seeing some of those videos, um, I'm, I'm not going to say he took it from me because there's other systems that do it, but there was some stick drills using like a shinai that right. I remember would have been about 2009, so it would have been seven years ago. Yeah. I did a, a, a workshop in um, Tel Aviv. And he came out to that. Uh, he he participated, and I, and I remember that he was excellent at all the movements. Like he picked them up up all very quickly, and I could see right away. And that was the first time I ever met him. And then uh, I met him one one other time after that. But there was some drills in there. I saw in some of the clips that I was doing in the in that workshop, and I was teaching a lot at that time, like where you jump over and duck under these sticks. And and I yeah. kind of saw saw him, and he was maybe doing similar stuff with. With pool noodles as well, <laughs> right. uh, and he actually claimed he was going <laughs> to slap somebody upside the head with a pool noodle. I don't think that he was actually.
1: Gonna he said he was going to do that, to Nick Diaz. Yeah, I think that would have been Diaz, a very, yeah. very <laughs> big that would have been a big mistake, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, Nick would have slapped Those head guys are <laughs> go down <laughs> <laughs> any time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not going to just take that <laughs> being worried about getting sued or something.
0: You go pick a fight with those dudes on the street. Yeah, they're gonna beat your ass. <laughs> you have all the two hundred nine on you. You know, head. so
3: in that sense, I think people should stay in their lane. You know, um, I don't think that—not to single out Ito, because there's other guys, but he's definitely the, the the hot one now, and he's he's doing well in terms of his business and his growth. And obviously, McGregor and and McGregor seems like a really cool guy because he gave him a lot of airtime, and very few athletes will do that. That's true. You know, I've no. I've worked with professional athletes, and they're not talking about me on social media. Most athletes, so like
1: usually, they won't even mention you in an article when you exactly know, because when ask right. specifically about who their trainer is, even right. then they won't.
3: You. But the MMA and UFC world is different, and it's all about making people feel like they're a part of it. So anyway, but right. but you know, as a result of that association, Ito obviously is following you know magnified several thousand times. You know. Um, but there are other guys out there, and and movement in general is great. Ito's very good. I think Irwin is very good at what he does. I don't know. There's a guy, Mike Fitz, that's doing this animal flow I'm stuff like, that uh, seems I to think, be I think yeah, Nick Curzon's
1: yeah. Curzon stuff makes the most sense to me. For Okay, I have I, to look and, at you. Know, I'm I, not, not familiar. I don't but. agree with everything he's doing, but if if I wanted to go out there and, and learn another system and potentially teach the others, that would be the one that would intrigue me the most. You know, it's okay. really focused. It's a lot of ballistic work. It's a lot of explosive work. It's a lot of really interesting machines that he uses that that develop the speed that you would use in whatever sport you're doing. I'll, I'll send you a couple of clips to take a look at. Nice. There's, there's an interesting podcast that, that he did with Joe Rogan where they really got into his system. Ooh. And again, I don't I don't agree with everything he said, but there, there's a lot of stuff there that I found really interesting. But his whole then thing, there's
3: the, um, you know, there's the, the parkour really and the free running. Sure, sure. That's what stuff. Yeah. stuff as well.
1: What do you What do you think about? I mean, I I think with strength training though, I think you can merge all of these things where it's cohesive, right? Like if you focus too much on powerlifting, that'll be detrimental. It, but if you if you combine it with other modalities, I think you can get the best of all worlds.
3: I believe so, and I think it's going to be a little different for everyone. And that's that's my ultimate goal. That's what I what I work on in my own. You know, that's why. I, for me, I like to I, I like to use a framework of a, like an eight movement pattern, oh. and maybe there's some other things I've yet to discover. But you know, essentially we have you know vertical pull, vertical push, horizontal pull, horizontal push. We have uh, hip hip dominant, and obviously hip and glute work together. And then we have knee dominant, so you have knee and quad. Um, you have uh, core, what would be called core stability, or I like to call midline stability, and then you have locomotion or gait so those eight eight uh, movement patterns you could say or combining movement planes obviously and so I, I i keep an eye on that in my own training and obviously in my journal and if i find that i'm okay i'm doing a whole bunch of vertical pushing but i'm not doing enough vertical pulling for example or worse there's not right. not a lot of horizontal and going on you know or yeah i'm doing all these things but i'm not moving around i'm just standing in my stance and, and with a bar or kettlebells you know you got to also do some skipping and some karaoke and some you know lunging and crawling and so that's for me kind of a nice framework in terms of the strength conditioning and then I add, and the yoga fills everything else out, because now you have right. your breath, you have your mind. And again, if you're doing yoga without meditation, it's just calisthenics, which are, which right. are good in and of itself. But when I say yoga, I'm talking about actual yoga. And, you know, so, so you have the meditation with it. You obviously have the breathing. You have the alignment. You have the finding the lines. And it's all about core. You know, if you're doing it, it's all about core. It's all about midline and posture. And so that's and that's why I don't need to do it very often. But I just about once a week I'll do some heavy lifting, the basic lifts. Uh-huh. Um, I don't use olymp I don't have my my where I train in my garage. I you know I don't have the uh, rubber plate. so I'm not doing like Olympic movements. I'm just doing a you know deadlift clean or deadlift squat, right. uh, bench press. I prefer <laughs> kettlebells for vertical pressing. Uh, you know, some pull-ups, some depth push-ups using, like, my parallel bars, some depth, some dips, sometimes weighted, sometimes not. And and then, you know, the yoga, I do skip rope for, I don't like running on the cement and stuff or a treadmill, so I do skip rope. And that, you know, that for me, that, that, that covers everything. Covers yeah. every, and then I like the mace as well because the mace adds some ranges. And if you want to play with the clubs, that's good. But I find that the mace covers what the clubs cover and some other stuff that, that it doesn't. Um, clubs are great as well i just haven't got, gotten as much into them and yeah um for me it works really well but obviously right now i'm on a break from from traveling when i'm traveling then you know i have to kind of figure out what i can keep with me and well usually, i mean at that,
1: at that point your workshops become your workouts right i mean if you're also every weekend,
3: yeah. I mean you know yes. you're out
1: there that that's you don't really need to do too much in between workshops
3: Exactly. In terms of, of, of keeping fitness and stuff and keeping healthy, then yeah, exactly. And you know, but I'll I'll bring a jump rope and you know I'll do I'll do you know stretching or yoga in my in my hotel room. So that that keeps me squared away. Um, but obviously, it's much better when I just you know home and I can have a routine and, and.
1: What do you What do you think about John Jones and all the powerlifting he's doing? Do you think that I wasn't much- familiar.
3: I wasn't familiar with, with, with his training protocol, but I imagine that if he's been for a long time or if he's doing it specifically in preparation for Cormier, because obviously Cormier is a very strong, you know, but um, probably at some point it will eventually be detrimental. I don't, I don't know what he's doing exactly, but it doesn't seem like the best choice. For I, think, an I think he He's has out.
1: it balanced. I think it was something he was doing and just because when he had downtime, right, he didn't have any fights coming up. He wanted to do something that would keep him motivated. He just he quit all these self-destructive habits. so he needed something to replace that. And he found that powerlifting really helped fill that gap. I think as, as long as it doesn't become too much of a focus of his overall training system, he'll be fine. If it starts becoming something and, and I don't think he'll, I don't think that's a mistake that'll happen either.
3: Yeah, he's he seems like a very smart guy. Um, athletically he's very gifted, uh, kinesthetic, he seems to have a high intelligence in that regard. So I imagine that he probably is not one of those guys that hurts himself very often. Right. right. Um, but the thing of powerlifting is eventually if you're if you're using a strict powerlifting protocol, eventually you're going to you got to keep slapping weight onto the bar and at some point it does become counterproductive for any sport right. outside of that. Because There's
1: no reason why he should be maxing out. That's for sure. Like, yeah, he's and he's, he's got, got, got long legs, on. man. He's
3: got a long frame, so I mean, how much how much is he going to be squatting with those long legs? You right, know?
1: right. There's just no reason to max out the way a powerlifter would. Like when, when you're using powerlifting systems for in the context of an improving athletic performance, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna train for a meet. So there's really no reason to do a one rep max at any point. I think heavy
3: goblet squats are better for those guys, for MMA guys in general. He- heavy goblet squats or even front squats in terms of function and, um, you know, I mean, I saw what's that video with uh, going around, people laughing about it. Is it is it kane Velasquez or or Junior no. de Santos? What were, what were swinging they swinging like a two hundred and six pound or two hundred and three pound kettlebell with horrendous no, I think form. That's Cain Velasquez. Oh, Cain Velasquez. Okay, yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. That's basically – you might as well just do powerlifting if he's going to do that, I would say, because it seems pretty ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know about that. I don't know. Or you
1: swing two heavy kettlebells with good technique, right? You don't need to have one. You don't need to have one that's so heavy. That's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. Just any kettlebell with good technique, exactly. A thirty-five pound kettlebell with good technique would be better. Uh,
3: and you know, it's interesting because for me, like athletes that are that are high-level athletes, um, they usually are pretty smart with movement and stuff. And I don't see how a guy would would have a trainer that. I mean, again, that's just one clip. I don't know the trainer's story. Well, so.
1: I mean, they don't always pick it up fast. I mean, remember when you trained Randy Couture with kettlebells? And Randy's a great athlete. And I'm not saying that Randy wouldn't pick it up quickly. But the first time you showed him kettlebell swings, he, he definitely didn't pick it up immediately. He had a difficult time. But I think athlete.
3: Randy at least knew that we were legit when we were there versus, like, this guy doesn't seem legit. That's really what I'm saying, like, is oh, the yeah, trainer yeah. doesn't uh, – Doesn't seem like he he looks like he's probably got a powerlifting background. He's got a kind of solid build, but he doesn't really seem like he does a lot of conditioning. And I don't know. It's just. For me as an athlete, if, if I came across a trainer that was having me do something really stupid, I'm not sure that I would <laughs> keep that guy on board, you know.
1: Well maybe that explains why there's so many injuries in that camp.
3: You know, yeah, Not everybody <laughs> might, might be highly right. intelligent, but I don't want to question this guy, you know, his int intellect. I don't want to piss be at be And no
1: athlete should ever get injured in their strength and conditioning regimen. That's for For sure. sure. That's that's ridiculous. The whole point of that is to prevent injuries, right? Something sports specific, fine, there's risk there. But when it comes to your strength and conditioning program, come on, why are you getting injured there?
3: They end up getting injured in some other thing and they oh, I injured in training this and that. And they don't equate it, but not realizing that you created the opportunity for the injury by doing this stupid stuff over here. And maybe it didn't happen then. It happened while you were doing something relatively okay, disconnected but that's because you jacked yourself up over there so it's like when guy when guys sneeze and, and blow out their back and stuff you know <laughs> <Yeah>. it happens <laughs> no, it does. Not, not, no but there was a very famous he was the the, the uh, goose gossage he was the, the best relief pitcher of oh, his yeah. time back with the yankees in the late 70s yankees. 80s goose gossage was on the disabled list for like two weeks the 15 day disabled list for he blew out his back sneezing you oh. know so th- these things can happen. It's probably they were doing something else and then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Know. It had to be something else that this was just the final tipping point. Yep. Yep, your dog. It's hard, it's hard to believe he was completely injury-free, and then he just sneezed. And, you know, that set off something.
0: Like people, I was like, oh, oh I, I hurt my back, get, you know, reaching over for the remote. I'm like, dude, the remote was not the it. it wasn't the remote. It was the reaching <laughs> over part that did him in. It wasn't the remote. Exactly. It's not a remote control from the 60s. We had those big blocky remotes or something like that. Come on, man. Yeah, but who's going to
3: tell their therapist? So how would you injure yourself? Um, reaching over? I was bending over to tie my shoe. I mean, there's a little bit of pride there. I was, I was pulling max. I wasn't warm, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so. that's so true. You know, had to lift this car off this kid. You know, trying to save someone.
3: You know, right, right.
0: Yeah, usually so, the
1: injury, usually injuries happen when you're not focused, right? Like for example, sometimes people get injured on their up sets with deadlifts because they're not taking it seriously. And then when you get to the heavier weights, you tend to focus more and make sure you're in the pocket.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's one for me. I have to be real smart about deadlift. You know, almost always kind of torques my back, and I have to really make sure. sure that I don't progress too quickly with it. And, that, and that, that's really, good
1: advice right there for anyone.
3: Yeah, yeah and really, uh, really pay special attention to stretching before and especially after, and really elongating oh. the spine. Doing some yeah. hanging inversion and just hanging from yeah. the bar and Absolutely. doing some you know, spine lengthening uh, exercise for sure um, yeah. but that's not something I, I can do you know, a couple of days a week heavy and, and not no way. And not pay for it
1: <laughs> once a week right. is more than enough for deadlifting I mean, I, I, after I, I do deadlifts I don't even want to think about it for at least a week uh-huh. <laughs> yeah once a week is
3: good I think for me <laughs> I mean, as
1: well I think for a beginner they can do it more often just because they're working on technique and this is not maximum efforts you're just putting in work you're just yep. drilling that technique. You're you're doing it light. You can do it frequently, but once you start getting into the heavy weights and your technique is already pretty good, you don't need to practice it as much.
3: It's and the only you, way to go. Have- you shouldn't get to the heavy weight and and except through technique, right? So that's right. That's right. Know, that's a that's a a mistake of immaturity to just slap a bunch of weight on the bar and pull it. And you might be able to get get away with it for a while, but
1: yeah, it'll catch up it's, definitely yeah. it's usually sooner than later. And then yeah. there's all, I mean there's there's building strength and then there's demonstrating strength, right? When you're building strength, you're nowhere close to that one rep max or that what or that maximum effort.
3: Yep, absolutely. So what's the yeah. you have, you have a lot of guests, what's the uh What's kind of the the thing that's out that's maybe a little different, a little new, or a little interesting that's not the same old flavor as far as, like, well,
0: fitness? I I can say this. I can say this. The guests that we have on the show, man, they're a little more seasoned, and they're not into all the gimmicky. Yep. (laughs) They're they're all about the basics. They're all about the basics, and I I think that's one of the reasons why those guests, including yourself, tend to get the higher downloads because... You're pretty much not only are you going back to the basics, but you're also demonstrating why the basics work. I think a lot of times when you get the gimmicky people coming on, it's just kind of like, okay, they're the flavor of the month. But after a while, no one's going, hey, you need to bring that guy back. Even if we actually had that guy, <laughs> you know, it's it's always these coaches who have truly been out in the field testing things and have the athletes and have the resume to prove why they are the top in their industry. Those are the ones that people tend to always want to come back and guys like yourself because there's a reason why you're still in this industry and why you're still in the Top of those people that they name when people talk about the top people in the industry, you can't do that doing gimmicky crap. It's just not going to happen.
3: You got to, you know, got to, you got to be around for a long time, you know, and, and stay yeah. around.
0: Right? Can't be the fly right. by night, you know? Guru, I'm the expert now. It's like, well, dude, how long have you been training people? Oh, I've been in this for about two years. Yep. Shut up! Somebody <laughs> take take a back seat over there, okay? Come on, come on, man. So, there's the difference right there. So, there's really no, there's no one really coming on this show. You just come I mean, we have up. we haven't had yeah.
1: Nick Hurst yeah. on yet, but I've I've talked to him about coming on, and he's interested. Yeah. He's an cool. I wouldn't say he, what he's doing is not gimmicky and What he's doing is not. It, I mean, it's it's definitely different than stuff we're used to seeing. There's no doubt uh-huh. about it. But it but it's it's right. applying those basic movements in a way that's different than yeah. what we're used to is where I'm going. Nice. And it's very very sport specific. I, I mean, he's he's definitely. I'd love to check out his training facility at some point i think actually i don't think it's too far from where you're actually he's in la there's another guy that's not too far from san diego that has a similar paradigm but, but I, I like what they're doing i forget his name right now i'll, I'll find it in an email yeah, okay. to you but it's similar to nick hurzon but I, again i like to fo- focus on foot strength i like to focus on he, he's also does focus on a lot of movement not to in a different way than ito does mm-hmm. so he's really into he's really into movement he's really into being explosive, ballistic, fast, definitely moving at the fastest level for your sport application. So it's not about lifting really heavy weights for maximum for low reps or anything like that. It's every- everything's done with a very precise purpose.
3: Yep, yep, that's the- that's the way to go. Excellent. It seems like Capueta is. Um- it's starting to filter its way into the fitness industry more and more obviously that would
0: yeah i'm starting to see you that know ito
3: obviously that would be probably it seems like his primary background um, you got some this guy amir uh Schult- How do i say his name shulsky i think he's up in la he's very good he was a contemporary veto the friends that grew up together in israel had all the same teachers and stuff and i would uh-huh. say he's just as good just as good as ito and uh but he's more shy ito's got you know more charisma and uh, this guy, Amir, is kind of very low-key, but he's he's excellent. I helped uh, organize it. I didn't organize it, but I, I put him in touch and helped him get set up with a workshop out in India where he did. But, um, you know, this type of capoeira stuff is um, starting to filter into kind of main not mainstream, but I guess whatever we call it, fitness Sorry, the, yeah,
0: picking up it's picking up momentum. Yeah. You know, people are you know interested. Like, when Mike and I first did our first workshop together, you know, it just kinda everybody's kinda like deer in the headlights when I introduced some of the cop type movements, not just for mobility but also for strength. They just kinda like, okay, what is this? And they were having a difficult time. You know, where most people would think like, Oh, well, it's just simple this is just this is about movement. Yes. Man. Just actually like finding your rhythm, but and I mean, artistic you know, art, you art don't, have as any, well. you don't have any damn rhythm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a problem. You're, you're dealing with white people mostly in
0: these courses. So, <laughs> you know, I mean. But you know, the funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, there were a lot of brown people that didn't have any rhythm. So oh no! And African American. But you got to put on
3: the salsa like, music. That's
0: why. <laughs>
2: <You know? laughs>
3: You know, it's all you got to have the right beats.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, you you had a lot of people like some of my friends called coconuts. They were brown on the outside, white on the inside. But it's like I'm starting to see more white people have more rhythm than black people. Like, what's going on here? That's just what I like the white coconuts, actually, the baby coconuts.
3: You're green, green, coconut, green yeah. actually, green, but yeah, Yeah.
2: those exactly.
3: are the healthy ones. The brown ones are like the, that's like the white yeah. bread of coconuts. <laughs> in bread, it's opposite. In the bread, the brown is healthier, yeah, exactly. but in coconut, coconut yeah, yeah. the white is healthier.
0: It's down to the last few days or, you know, like stage of the coconut at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man.
1: With, with, with rice, that white rice can be a lot
0: easier on your gut <laughs> than oh, a lot gosh, of brown yes, rice. man. So, <laughs> I'm a bigger fan of white rice yeah, than brown. Is rice. That right? the nutritionists That's are like, stuff. "Oh my God, no! Brown rice is is healthier." I'm like, to as my comp- as compared to seems white rice. negligible on that. It seems pretty yeah.
3: negligible on the on the, on the on the the research. I don't know about research. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: the, the gut yeah. never lies, right? So I mean, if yeah, exactly, someone tells yeah. you
3: to eat something that is allegedly
1: healthy and you have gut issues <laughs> from eating it, it it's not it's not hand. healthy for you. <laughs> you know? and
2: that
0: Exactly. Funny you People say the life. same thing about kale, and kale feels like it's ripping my stomach apart where I can sit there and have spinach all day long with spinaches, you know, not as healthy as kale. Like for you. Okay, but I look kale. I love kale love for Popeye.
1: Kale. Well, with kale, I find juicing it is the best way to take it because yes. you get yeah, rid of the, all those exactly. fibers yeah, and I so agree. forth that I can agree. cause the the gut issues. So I like adding kale with cucumber juice, celery.
3: Oh, you make yeah. my yeah. wife's kale yeah. chips, man! With the dehydrator, you put them in the trays of kale, and you put on yeah, the absolutely. cashew yeah, had the had cashew before. cheese that she makes. That's yeah. you might change your whole your whole story about kale, sincerely.
0: Oh, no. I mean, no. I, well, we've had it that way before, too. You know, we have an Excalibur, you know, dehydrated here. We've done it that way, but just just eating just like raw. No, nah, I, don't, I don't roll like that. Nah, either. And, and a salad. I'm like, hell no. It's like going outside in the woods and just eating dry leaves. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I, I, can, I can pass. Them.
3: That's what you said about the gut not lying, though, Mike. That's very true, and that's why, you know, the... I'm still new to it compared to you. For me, it's just almost a year since I've been vegan. You, you've been for many years, but you know these people that think they're trying to do some service by lecturing me about how right. how their way of eating is far superior and and that humans are not designed to what are you talking about That's humans with design? Weird. What are you basing your bullshit on? Like,
1: Well, my, my question is, do any of those people have better performance than you do?
3: Exactly. Do they have better performance, <laughs> longevity? There, there's people that eat meat that are fantastic, so but they're not the ones on the internet talking shit usually because they're too busy. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but you know, the point is that you have to know for yourself, for me… It, everything i you know that's all the opposite of my experience i've i've never felt better digestion's never been better energy you know less pain less inflammation there's no no comparison
1: your answer. The, the truth is always yeah. in
3: performance that's
1: always exactly. what i look at so if, i don't I, have I, any I, rotting
3: I, carcass in my body at all at any time yeah, if, if know, i'm so.
1: eating a, if i'm eating a certain way for over 20 years and i'm still getting stronger then there has to be something there that's effective you're not going right. to last that
0: long. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's you're going to last that, get that long. You know, to get that speech from somebody, Stephen. the first thing I do, I just do what people do to us when we tell them, you know, that we're strength coaches. You know, first thing, so you say that someone looks you up and down. So you say that just to you're like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Whereas someone's trying to tell me like, well, this is how we're designed to eat. And, you know, as a vegan, you need to eat this. And then I just look at them like, yeah. because that's. Well, strength so coaches well haven't been right lumped
3: now. into, there, <laughs> there's this, uh, you know, vegans have the unfortunate they're compared to crossfit people a lot yeah it's like a vegan and crossfit walks (laughs) into a room how do you know it's because because they you know they tell you about it in the first 20 seconds type of thing
0: you know what I find funny with that? Those usually the meteors say that, but you know these are the same people to tell you that they love bacon. I'm like, how you know someone loves bacon? Because they'll freaking tell you in five. That's days, true. They love it's beers. a health food. So right? you can put that in every category. Yeah. Anyone who's saying that's, that joke usually exactly. can fall into right. another category of a joke for someone else. And, and, and
1: so anyone who's hilarious. excited about anything is going to talk about it, right? Exactly. So whether whether it's a paleo diet
0: or a vegan diet or kettlebells yeah. or CrossFit, you know. Or even if someone's not excited, because how do you know somebody's depressed? Well, they'll freaking let you know about it. Like, oh, man, I'm so depressed right That's now. That's also it's a really bummer. Wrong, so. No, thank you.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just, i I'm just with Steve,
1: though. I don't like someone giving me advice who doesn't have good exactly. results to back it up. I'm happy to, to listen to someone if they actually have good Personal results with their advice.
0: I'm even happier that I'm even happy to hear, listen to you right. when I ask you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're just volunteering. Your, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just looking at me like, hey, well, you know, blah 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 blah. Well, if I did know, would you shut up? Well, I do know. Okay, good. Now move on. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to elaborate on it. So, yeah, I just hate people when they give me unsolicited advice because, you know, I try to make a point to not do the same thing. There's a lot of things I just like, nope, not my business, not going to not gonna jump into that one. But, damn, you're you're very wrong right now. Right. But, <laughs> okay, <what>? you know, <laughs> so that's just, it's kind of just knowing your role, man, just knowing when, you know, silence sometimes is golden. Stay in your lane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or at least signal the pass when you do it. To my, <laughs> at least I give you the option of getting, you know, getting over in front of me, dude.
3: Exactly. Then he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there needs to be a decline button on Facebook. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> Do not disturb. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's called logging off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We're still friends, but. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: man. Well, cool, yeah. man.
1: Great, great talking to you. Great catching Thank up. Thank you very much, guys. And anything you, anything, you, anything you want to plug? Anything you have going on?
3: Um, latest, as far as pluggables, um, unless you guys want to travel to Asia and take a course with me there, the latest would be on the uh, kettlebell dot university. Kettlebell dot university. That's Steve Cotters kettlebell university. That's my newest project. My newest offering. Um, It's pretty much A to Z Academy if someone wants to learn kettlebells, use them, workouts, uh, detailed instruction on all the exercises, uh, thorough warm-up, joint mobility, extensive uh, flexibility, stretching. So, um, yeah, that's it, man, kettlebell.university. It's awesome. Cool. Cool, man. Sounds good yeah yeah so that's cool uh other than that man nah nothing nothing to plug just just plug in peace peace and harmony and um you know oneness that's it that's what i'm about peace for everybody happiness for everybody
1: well that's a good note yeah that's a good (laughs) that's a good note to end on i was about to Cut you out before yeah. you make a butt plug joke or something. <laughs> you
0: know? Not at all. No <laughs> touch butt. What he said, said plugables. I had, you know. It's yeah, not touch butt Tuesday. It was one. It was one of those situations. Like, yep, just be quiet. Let it go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, cool, man. Great talking to you. You have a great one. We'll awesome, guys. Talk to you just soon. Appreciate
3: it. Have a great one. Bye, bye. All right, you take care.
1: Yeah, all right, folks. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up there and. I don't want to talk anymore. We've, we've talked a lot now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you all know the drill. You know both <laughs> our websites. You, you know where to find us on Patreon, and you know how to find us on anything that you listen to the show on, and, and give reviews. You know what to do. Just go do it. You don't have to be motivated to go do it. No, <laughs> yeah. you, you do it because you love it. Right. Yeah. There's no. There's so no yeah. Right, there's no we'll point telling you to go do it because if you actually wanted to do it, you'd be doing it. <laughs> you just do it. You just <laughs> so yeah, folks. So yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next show. All right. All right. Take care, everyone. everyone. Bye. Exactly, Grover.